Happy Man, yeah. With Dan and Ryan, it's walk the line. And I say, yeah, yeah. And then I say, peace. All right, everybody. Welcome to Walk the Line, episode 14. And I'm happy about this. I'm happy to be here. My name is Dan Cryer. And sitting here with me at Impact 89 FM is Ryan Smith, my very good friend. Ryan, please say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. We got some conference championship football to talk about today. We're going to go over week 15 lines for NCAA, and we're going to go over week 14 lines for the NFL. How's it going this week, Dan? You know, it's good. We are at the end of our semester here, fall semester 2013, which means we're almost at the end of 2013. I think you know how I feel about the number Dan 13. Dan a happy man. I'm not. A, it's called Triskaidekaphobia. We had episode 13 last week where we appreciate being part of the communication arts and sciences, but we end up, you know, in less than stellar uh, you accommodations. The, you weren't a fan of the broom closet last yeah, week? Yeah, you know, it's funny. They sweep us in. They're like, here's some dust. Here's a broom. Here's a recording studio. So, but I do appreciate it. I don't want to say that I don't because I appreciate the time and it's good. It's good. We're making memories here is what we're doing and I'm having a fun time doing it. So, I mean, you're having fun, I think, right? It's been awesome so far. It's been 15 weeks of greatness. So... Exactly, because people don't know we did a pre-14 show. So really, this is show 15, but I'm going to call it episode 14. Okay, okay, yeah, technically 14. So, and and that's good. I mean, hey, we survived. We're surviving. Now, what we're going to do this week is get into, like Ryan said, we're going to get into the conference championship NCAA football games, which is technically NCAA week 15, and then NFL week 14. But we do need to visit 13 again, which means we're going to have to visit the picks from episode 13, which entailed NCAA week 14 and NFL week 13. So. Ryan, I just want to break down real quick, and we're going to get Max King in here a little bit later. He's going to visit us. But uh, the first pick of uh, NCAA football that we made was the game between the Michigan State Spartans here in East Lansing against Minnesota. Uh, when we taped the show, it was minus 14.5. It moved up to 16.5 um, during the game. The over under was 40.5. I said 34.9 Michigan State. You said 31.13. It, didn't, it turned out not to be the blowout that we anticipated. It was a really close game. It was 14-3, so we both kind of messed up that one. Yeah, everyone coming off Thanksgiving break, it was a lull. Yeah, whole game. I mean, and it's one of those things where we, we always talk about Michigan State is completely content to win, quote unquote, ugly. But in this case, eleven and one. I mean, what a great win percentage! It's like a ninety-four percent win percentage on the season. Just the one blemish at Notre Dame when the referees called everything pass interference. So just a really, really great year just happened for us. We watched it. We lived it. So I mean, uh, could you be any happier right now? Not at all. Eleven and one is about as. I think better than anyone could have even hoped for this year. Yeah, and I mean, we're here to talk statistics and, and the point spreads and stuff, but I mean, the way the bowl scenarios is working itself out with the BCS championship, I mean, you know, Alabama dropped the game last week, uh, Penn State went into Wisconsin and they're, knocked them off. They're calling it the perfect storm, you it, know, anything that can happen to get Michigan State where they need to be. It is, and I really, really wanted to see Michigan State in a BCS bowl, and we, Michigan State has the opportunity to earn their way there, but you know, the way the circumstances might work out, we'll see. There could be a Rose Bowl berth if 
if they if they if they lose the game and Ohio State goes to the national championship. I talked to the Orange Bowl representative last week in the press box, and I said, "Sir, his name is Mike Cavuto. He's very nice." I said, "Sir, we would be a perfect team for the Orange Bowl if you'd like to have us in Miami." That's awesome. You know, that'd be cool. Did he allow? I bet yeah, it was good cool. He's a good guy. So, you know, and I said, "I like your job." So I said, "You get to go to colleges and represent bowl games." I'm like, "I need to look into this and really do nothing because they already <laughs> know who they want or not want." I mean, well, it's true. You know what he told me though? He see the man was very prescient. He saw the future. He, he said, "He said Dan, because it was a 12, 12 uh, p.m. noon kickoff." He said, "Because I said, hey, Orange Bowl, Orange Bowl." He said, "There's still a lot of football to be played." And, and there boy, was, he man. was right. Because yep. that the way that Saturday, I, I mean, there's, I was very content at 3 p.m. when the game ended, and then when I watched those games Saturday, I mean, I was standing up during that Auburn ending. We're going to talk about that in a second. I mean, what a week of football. So. And and w- the game that was going on concurrently with the Michigan State game, I didn't get a chance to watch it because I was working the game. Was Ohio State was minus fourteen and a half at Michigan, and for some reason I had a change of heart because last week we we both said I said Mich- Ohio State would win forty five twenty four, so I had the over uh, which was fifty eight and a half, and then you said twenty seven ten, so you had Ohio State covering with the under. And on game day, just something said to me, it's a rivalry game, and I like Michigan. But I got to say, I was wrong at the time when when, I, when presented with the pick. Uh, it was 42-41, to 41 and Michigan, you know, I think it was a good gamble by Brady Hoke there to go for two at the end. They yep. weren't stopping Ohio State, and they went for it. And they weren't having a season they wanted to have, and that would have made their season, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, and so they ended up 7-5, and five, so I just would like everybody in the state of Michigan to know that Michigan State is four games better than the Michigan Wolverines this season. That's a, a huge... If this were a baseball uh, like a race between two teams, that's the equivalent of like a 32-game lead at the end of the season. So sorry. A little bit of a stretch, but... I'm just saying. that's 7-5 <laughs> and five versus 11-1, and one, plus we beat them. I'd just like to tell everybody again, Michigan State beat Michigan 29-6 this season. It was great. There was no competition. The best part about that is they are so far in the rearview mirror for Michigan State fans, they don't even worry about nothing rooting or not rooting for him anymore because just too far below you can't even see him so yep it's so it's good so adios muchachos to michigan have fun in the like gator bowl or wherever you're going the craft fight hunger bowl. Yeah. <laughs> i'm not even gonna say what i how okay i'm gonna move on <laughs> moving on now the game of literally the year was alabama at auburn and i gotta say props to ryan smith props to myself i said 27 24 alabama so i was wrong about that but what i had auburn covering and ryan had 28 24 alabama so we knew that auburn was gonna give me a good game but ryan describe your thoughts when you saw that last play i was actually driving back to school when the thing happened my phone just blew up yep and when i saw the replay like the the best thing i saw about the entire thing was someone tweeted out you could write a sports movie and have it end that way and people are leaving the theater going that was so (laughs) fake there's no way that would ever happen and it happened you could never even imagine a game like that and even before that i mean it was it was the game ended 34 28 so it was 28 21 Alabama was leading, and Auburn got the ball back after a missed field goal. And it was like a third or fourth down play, and the quarterback scrambled left with the ball, tucked his left arm. He switched it back as he was right at the line, and he just dumped it off. It was like he drew it in, and I stood up. like My body just stood up. I went, no way. And it, they tied the game. So at that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, what a game. And then when the, that field goal went up in the air, I was watching. I said, that thing's got the distance. Then it curled because of the angle. The guy, then your eyes said, oh, wait, a guy's got it. And then I'm going, he's going out of bounds. And then I was like, he went out of bounds, right? And it was over. I just, wow. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing you can do but shake your head and be like, did that just happen? Yeah. And, and it, it, I, 
There's nothing you can say. The Crimson Tide are no longer in the equation anymore because Auburn's going to play Missouri. <clears throat> and so it just, what a change that that happened. In the way with the one second on the clock, I mean, what a game. Man. That's a historical game. Oh, yeah, that was an instant classic, as they call it. Yep, so. yep. And, and really, ultimately, that's going to assist big time in Michigan State making a BCS Bowl, I think. I mean, and, yeah, now Auburn's turned around, and they are rooting for Sparty this weekend. Isn't that true? Because Auburn wants to play uh, Florida State, which we're going to get into right now because Florida State, it was funny because at the time, it had to have been a mistake, but I got it from the from Yahoo and CBS Sports. Florida State was only minus 10 at Florida, and Ryan and I were like, can we go to Vegas now? Yeah, and we, like, we should have just bought our plane ticket then. Because at the time, at, at kickoff, it was minus 28 for Florida State, which I still took, and the game ended 37-7. to They kicked a field goal at the end to win by 30, so that just shows you. And then, you know, this week's news as of today, Jameis Winston cleared of all charges for whatever. I don't even want to get into that, but, you know, that's... They're the, ready to go, and yeah, it's just they're ready. They're minus 29. We're going to talk about their game coming up against Duke. So way to go, Florida State, because I'm very impressed. Okay, moving forward, Clemson at South Carolina. I thought South Carolina would win but wouldn't cover the five points. I had it staying under 57 and a half. Uh, the final score was 31-17, 31-17, I believe. And then Ryan said Clemson would win 31-28. So that was the fifth straight win for South Carolina, and it's a pretty good season for them. I mean... It just is what it is. Yep. Okay, and then the, the one game that I was sure was going to go over that stayed under was Texas A&M at Missouri. Missouri was minus 4.5. I had um, Missouri winning 48-43 in covering, which they did. It was 28-21, and Ryan had Missouri covering. So we were correct about that. Missouri's had a great season. Them and Auburn both have been just flying under the radar, and now we get to see them plays. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing. They're both 11-1. and one. So that wraps up. Uh, we were both 3-for-6, which yeah, we'll take. I mean, it was just a fun fun week to watch. So then just a quick spin through. NFL Week 13 was not that enjoyable. I mean, there was a couple good games that went on. On Thanksgiving, uh, Ryan, because we, we taped on a Tuesday, Ryan and I had Detroit minus 6. We I said 34-13 Detroit. Ryan said 28-24. Game turned out to be 40-10. to 10. Man, they, and it could have been 70-3, to three, yeah, it seemed like. They annihilated them. And the game over-under was uh, 50, so it, it, it pushed on that. So so we're uh, correct about that. Chicago played Minnesota. This was Ryan talked me into this. I appreciate it. He told me Adrian Peterson's going to have a field day. He ended up having 211 yards rushing. So Jeez. Minnesota covered the one and a half. It went to overtime. They won 23-20. Here's a game that actually moved to minus three at kickoff. But at the time, I said Philly was going to cover 27-23 over Arizona. Final score was 24-21. So that game technically pushed, but I was technically wrong. Ryan had Philly winning by four. Uh, so same same for him. Uh, oh well, that I mean Philly's rolling. That's a along. win. I mean. That- yeah, I feel all right about that. They were they were what minus three when Sunday rolled around. Yeah, and they and won so twenty four twenty one, and it pushed. So yeah, hey, whatever. Now the game that we were both. It, it's funny because Ryan reversed. He he said Kansas City would win twenty four twenty one, but then I think he thought better of it. Did you think better of it on Sunday? Yeah, I, t- I took okay. Denver because <laughs> yeah, because I said twenty seven seven Denver, and it ended up like what it was a thirty five twenty. 28 or something like that. Kansas City looked good early, and then Peyton did his thing. It just thing. does what it does. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a KC Jeeves fan. That's the third loss in a row, and it was really the San Diego game that really sunk their ship because they're, they're fine. They'll they'll regroup. They'll get a wild card game to warm up against because they'll play a – We'll see. They'll play an 8-8 eight eight team. They're going to Washington this week, and that's going to be a game that that's, worries me. That so. has to be a win. We'll see. So, finally then, Ryan and I both liked Seattle to cover the 5.5 against New Orleans. Not only did they cover Boy, they did spanked they. them. Did they ever. 7 The over was 47. And what ticked me off was the game went to the fourth quarter at 34-7 and stayed there. So that made me mad. But, uh, yeah, so my Sunday was pretty good in the walk the line picks. I was four for five. Ryan was two for five. But like I said, what we do here is we listen to ourselves. We think about it. And sometimes we change our picks. So And we rightfully change our picks. <laughs> yeah, because we're like, wait a second. What were we thinking? That's usually what I when – I, when you send me the recap sheets – 
even like t- tomorrow I'll read them. And mm-hmm. be like, what was I talking about? Yep. Okay, so uh, as as per usual, I, I I was sending a text into Max, and Max said he's here in the studio. So Ryan, hang on one second because I am going to go get the door here. So hang on a second. Okay, so uh, now here on episode fourteen, we'd like to welcome our special guest for the uncountable time. Uh, please let's Ryan and I put our hands together for our guest, Max King. Yeah. All right. Thank you, thank Max. You. Welcome back to Walk the Line. How you been? I've been great. I've just been itching, chomping at the bit to come back. Yeah. Well, so have we because uh, we we told a little story and uh, it's reflected in the uh, the lure of the world of recorded history. We we did our thirteenth episode last week in the broom closet you missed out ryan tell max what it was like to do the broom closet it was pretty bad i'm not gonna lie to you we were me and cryer were on top of each other speaking into a computer yep we were we were it was like the do not do this of recording Mm. but you know i think we made the best out of it i listened to it and it sounded good that's very nice of you so i mean we tried our best i gotta be this this show makes me want to pull full effort 100 percent of the time so i'm glad to have max king here with with me and ryan smith we are going to now talk about, we're going to do a quick recap of the Michigan State uh, game that uh, they played last week against the Minnesota Golden Gophers on Saturday, and then we're going to get into the um, the upcoming Big Ten championship game. So, Max, you weren't able to chime in on last week's game because we were in the broom closet, but uh, Ryan and I both, un- we were incorrect. The final score was 14-3. to There was a 14.5-point line. Which on the on the day of the game moved up to sixteen and a half, and Ryan and I said oh, that's too much. Yep. But we still didn't expect it to be an eleven point spread and to stay under. We expected the high explosive. So did you? I mean, that was kind of back to the regular Michigan State we saw last week. Did anything stick out as you know? Did you were you expecting more offense or what? What what did you think of that game? Well, I'll I'll join in d- to your group here and say that was extremely wrong too because I thought that the offense would just explode because. Um, I think that they had been lately, and I remember I thought I thought it was gonna go. It was gonna be like a thirty-eight to six game. Now I was right in the six, but I think it almost makes it worse. I was so off on on the thirty-eight, but um, I don't know what it was. The opening drives for the first and second half were the only thing they could get going. Those are the only two drives they scored on, and I felt like that there was times where they were just about to to break that drive and and break it out, and then they just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I talked about it a little bit. They just ran some. I, I I never I hate the question play calling because I'm not a play call. I yeah. don't I don't have any experience in that, so I don't want to criticize that. There was just there were plays though I would question. I, th- I would say that were interesting, um, where they did things that I hadn't really seen them do in the past on successful drives. Mm-hmm. So um, I was expecting you know the defense was just the same. I mean they're just they're just lights out. They're just the they're t- they're it's pretty much death taxes in Michigan State football defense, defense. at this point. So. Um, yeah, I don't know what was going on with the offense. I thought that Langford played really well, and I thought they should have just kept handing off to him. But Do you think right. they were just trying out some new – I mean, by that point, we were in the Big Ten Championship game. Is that where you try some new things out so that when Saturday and the bowl game comes yeah. around, you're not trying something new for the first time all year? That know? would make sense, but then I didn't really see anything new. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I that, that would be the game to do it, though, if right, I were to I say mean, that. But, yeah, I, I didn't see anything new from them, but um, – yeah, I, I don't know. Or maybe they were just being really conservative to save those, you know, ecstatic plays for the Big Ten championship. Yeah. So I don't know. But either way, I mean, they're in a good place I mean, right they now. They got it done. And the way I looked at it, and I, I want Ryan to chime in on this, and, and sorry to cut you off, Ryan, no, but I just wanted to say that 
that was the game, the type of game that we would have lost last season. We didn't have the best that we going forward, but our defense just is a brick wall. So, and what were you, what were we going to add in, Ryan? Oh, this team just gets it done. It's never really all that pretty, but they won every Big Ten game by more than ten points. Yeah, and that's that is pretty impressive when it's all said sure. and done. And I don't have the exact number in front of me, but. In the last 40 years, I think it's happened three times where a wow. team has won every Big Ten game by, by double digits. By double and digits. I know that that was the sixth game of the year that they, they did not give up a touchdown. Correct. Wow. So yeah, that is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Especially since they went down right away and we held them to a field goal. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and at the end, they were driving and, you know, Tyler Hoover made that fumble strip. And so yep. it just, it was it was a good team defense effort. And, I mean, we Ryan and I talked at the beginning of the season before we knew, we said Michigan State is going to be content to win. 17-13. Well, really, I mean, look, it's even a better defense. So we've we've won a game 14-0 and 14-3, which is pretty disgusting on paper, but it gets it done, right? And it was never in doubt either. And on Saturday, I was never like, uh-oh. Right. I never looked at my family and was right. like, oh, this is not going well. Yeah. But it just seemed like Michigan State was in control, and that's why I thought D'Antonio either tried new things or, like you said, you don't want to show all your cards the week before the Big yeah. Ten championship. So Yeah, yeah. and I thought that uh, – you know, it kind of reminds me of a Tom Izzo team because, you know, just looking at what Tom Izzo has done with his program, he'll always tell you that um, his good teams that are gelled, especially towards the end of the season, they can win those Big Ten games that are you know, 50 to 48, but they can also win those 84 to 80 games. Yeah. And that's kind of what this football team has done. They have they can win big. They've put up 40-plus points. You know, they had that shootout against Nebraska. I think we can call that a shootout. It was, yeah. And, you know, but then they buckled down, and then half the teams that they played didn't even score a touchdown. So, um, and then even that Minnesota game, I mean, they had, Minnesota had chances to score, and they the right. goal line defense stepped up. So it's it's a it's a good thing for them because they can play in different scenarios. Right. And when we get to the game we're going to talk Rich, about, is I you're think leading it's gonna into be, perfectly it's right gonna now. It's going to be a good transition. This is it. Okay, so and perfect perfect transition to the game because now comes the battle of the titans. We've been looking at this. I mean, I, the whole season we've been mentally saying, what would it be like if Ohio State's vaunted offense, you know, just nonstop? Braxton Miller is it? Carlos Hyde is that? The yes. back, I don't want to. I didn't know if it was uh, Car- um, Carlos. So Carlos Hyde, number thirty-four, just great running back. So going into this game, it's the BCS. Excuse me, it's it's the Big Ten Championship. The BCS bid is on the line, and some might say Michigan State can still lose the game and go to the Rose Bowl or the Orange Bowl, but it's not guaranteed. So you want to add anything all, about all this just- week in practice? Those those players on Michigan State, they do not want to back their way into the Rose Bowl. It just it wouldn't be the same. No, and and so the line going to the game, Max texted me about a few days ago and said it opened up at minus 6.5 for Ohio State, which is less than I thought it would be. I thought me it would too. be over a touchdown. So did I. But now the line has moved down to 5.5. Ohio State's favored by 5.5, and, and the over-under is 51.5. So... I want Max. I want you to give me a couple like stat breakdowns, like you do. But uh, really, I mean, this is exactly the dream matchup because Michigan State's defense is the number one defense in the nation, and Ohio State just can't be stopped as far as we've seen. I mean, last week they won forty-two, forty-one over Michigan, but they they were never stopped. So it's gonna be like the kung fu movie where the two bad champions go at it at the end. So this is it, you know? Yeah, and you know, I'm looking at. I was looking at the statistics and. Um, I wish it would be more complicated than it was, but really it's a pretty simple game if you look look at it statistically. You have the best offense in the Big Ten, one of the best in the nation. Ohio State has a very explosive offense. And then you have Michigan State with one of the best defenses in the country. So um, it's just a matter of which one's going to give. And I think I look at um, some of the stats, and 
I, I come across a cliche and I hate cliches more than anyone else, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the, who's going to step up. It's the, yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, really. yeah. it's the huh. trenches. And yeah, yeah. I look at that and both teams have good offensive line and a good defensive line. They're up in the top four, as far as sacks given or mm-hmm. sacks that, that, that they've made. So um, I think in Michigan state t- tied for first, they've given up 12 sacks in the year, which is pretty amazing given uh, that, the, you know, the season that they have with the, the offensive questions and yeah. things like that. And, and um, cook had such a great season passing I me mean, what do you like 17 touchdowns to four interceptions only right, i yeah. mean that's pretty good i mean and, and i mean ryan tell me what your thought i mean let's let's assess before max goes into the numbers i mean we have our offense do you think we can 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 get some points on ohio state i mean they showed that michigan can move the ball and michigan really didn't move the ball yeah i don't have ohio state schedule in front of me but they do give up some points and everyone wants to talk about their offense but they're actually the fifth ranked rush defense in the country so if if Langford can establish a run game and Michigan State can kind of control the pace, and I think it is going to be a Michigan State field position game. We, we've we talked about the special teams a lot yeah, this Max year. Yeah, Max always pointed that out. Yep. Yeah, so we'll see because if we have to, if Ohio State has to go 90 yards and score, that's fine. That takes a lot of energy and time. Yeah, hopefully. Right. <laughs> if we're giving them short fields, it's going to be a long day for Michigan State because Braxton Miller is the offensive player of the year in the Big Ten, and it's for a good reason, too. They're going to. I think both teams will put up some points. I think it'll be a high scoring game. Do you? Game. I do. Interesting. Okay, so Max, continue on. So what were you saying? So break down some more stuff about this offense-defense matchup with the best of the best on each side. Yeah, well, I, I, I like what you said about Connor Cook because him and Braxton Miller are the top as far as statistically accuracy goes mm-hmm. in the Big Ten. Uh, they both have five interceptions on the year, um, so which is the, the best in the Big Ten as far as you know least interceptions yeah. thrown. And people have been saying that Connor Cook's legs are going to be a key there, and I disagree because I don't yeah. think you want to throw him out there and just get, get him, him have him get blasted. You know, I think he's better yeah. in the pocket, though he has the option to when he has to. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at Braxton Miller, and Michigan State's done pretty well against him the two times they faced him. They did it really well the first time they played him at Ohio State, which right. I was at that game, and that and I still have that vision of Denikos Allen five nine Denikos Allen jumping over the offensive line, sure, and tackling Braxton Miller like he's going to remember the Titans. And so, but now Urban Meyer's got hold Urban, of him. Urban Meyer, yeah, it's a Ur- different story. Yeah, and Urban Meyer has his own law apparently. So yeah, um, he does. What the, what's the guy who's not suspended? Marcus Hall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, and so yeah, I mean basically when I look at it is. I, I, who can get pressure on the quarterback? And Michigan State has done a good job in years past on making that template for containing a scrambling quarterback. Yeah, and my opinion on on all of this is that, I mean, we have never really seen Ohio State tested by anything close to what they're going to see no, with our defense. So this is an unknown factor. And, and, and hopefully what I'm hoping is a fan... I, I'm hoping that we rattle them by the fact that we come in in waves at them. And I mean, but there's so many different characteristics that are. This game's going to be indoors in in the the Lucas Oil Dome in Indianapolis. It's a night game. It's going to be televised by Fox. These are all factors that we haven't. Had. So it's going to be clean. Michigan State likes to get dirty. So there are a lot of unknown factors. But and Ryan said something earlier. I mean, you said you expect a high scoring game. I mean, do you, I do. So so um, I guess let's segue into into getting our picks because the over under is 51 and a half. Ohio State's minus five and a half. I mean. So break down why do you think it's going to be high scoring and then uh, tell me what you think for the picks. I mean, I just think I was at the Big Ten Championship kind of circle back two years ago. Mm -hmm. He was talking about scrambling quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And the reason Wisconsin won that game was Russell Wilson's ability to extend plays. Because like we said, it's a good defense. And in the trenches, I don't think there's a lot of teams or there's no teams 
that can, you know, just bully us and move down the field. He's going to have to get out and move and do some Johnny Menzel, you know, shed some tackles and then throw it 40 yards downfield on Mm -hmm. third and 15. And those are some plays that Wisconsin made to beat Michigan State. And Braxton Miller has the ability to make those plays. Okay. And the Michigan State offense has been no slouch either. So I, I do like these teams to get up and down. And Wow. Yeah. So cool. we'll see. Well, Mac- do you want to lay, lay one on us? Well, yeah, I just, I'm going to add a quick thing because Max, Max Bola was great in the press conference this was week. He? And someone was asking him about kind of their strength of schedule and that. And they mentioned, you know, they haven't played the greatest offenses. He goes, well, we've played some pretty good offenses. We just made them look pretty bad. Mm-hmm. That and, is exactly that's true. true. So this Ohio State offense, they are they're averaging 48 points a game. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, this is a pretty good defense. It's a so. different story. It's a complete different story. I mean, And I'm talking myself in circles here because I'm talking about, oh, it's going to be high scoring and it's such a great defense. But I just think a championship game, yeah. there's going to be some big plays. There's a lot of excitement and adrenaline. Definitely. I'm going to go... All right. Yeah. Well, later. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go out there and jump in. Ohio State is going to win 34-27. Okay. So you have Ohio State winning and covering with the over. Correct. Interesting. All right. And then I will not even say a word. I want to hear what Max has to say. Well, I'm actually not too off from what Ryan's saying. I think it is going to be a higher scoring game. That indoor, it's a faster track. Just that's yeah. how it is. I mean, it was. That's how it's been. I mean, look at the three Big Ten championship games that we've had. Mm-hmm. We have a 42 to 39 game. Then last year, Wisconsin puts up 70. There's over yeah, 100 70 points scored. 70 21 or something. Yeah. So it's going to be a fun game to watch. And, and yeah. these two and these two teams aren't. I mean, they're not any worse than all those other teams I've been playing in the past. So I, I think it's not. I don't think we're going to see as high a scoring game as the first time Michigan State was was in the Big Ten Championship, mm-hmm. but I do I do see something like a 30-24 to 24 game, which I think most people are thinking that I don't think they're seeing a lot of people reach 30. I don't think they're going to see Michigan State reach 30, but they'd see Ohio State reach 30, because they look at that defense and they think, okay, well, if that defense doesn't show up, then it's going to be a blowout. And so. you said 30-24. Am I assuming you're taking Ohio State to win this one? I'm actually going to take Michigan State, though. Oh, um, yeah, I, I didn't. Wow. I, that, that okay. Was my, that one differential. Yeah, there. Um, that back. This whole time, I'm just thinking, yeah. oh, you picked yeah, you got the cover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I probably should have okay. mentioned that. Um, no, that's okay. And, and I look at wow. it, and actually, up until about last night, I thought Ohio State's going to win this game, and I just look, and I just don't see this Michigan State team losing them because I looked at some film that from Ohio State, and their defense is good, but it's just it's nothing that Michigan State no. hasn't seen before. Yeah. You know, Nebraska or Iowa's defense is better than Ohio State's, and so I, I think they can handle them, and I think that they'll be ready for the time. The only thing I'm concerned about is just the speed of Ohio State on offense. Okay, so as this is cool because we've triangulated before, and I already had my pick, and I've changed it just barely. So just to say, Ryan has Ohio State covering with the over. Max has Michigan State covering with the over. That leaves Dan with one or two choices. You're going the under. I'm and taking the Michigan under. State or Ohio my State. My score is going to be 22-20 for the Big Ten champion Michigan State right. Spartans. And here's the way I look at it: it's going to be a field goal fest for us because, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those games where there's going to be running. I'm seeing, even though it's indoor, a lot of running, a lot of field goals. If we got to make our field goals, we got to get get close. Oops, we didn't punch it in. But five field goals gets us to 22. Our defense holds them at, like, 14. They score a touchdown at the end, so it's 22-20. 
Big's last stand, just like they'd made last week. We hold on, and we do not back ourselves into BCS. We go strutting to Pasadena. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Nice. So, and then, oops, then we don't have to worry about uh, should Ohio State make it or not, because we finally put Urban Meyer. That's what I want to see is Urban Meyer lose a game. Yeah, and, and I was thinking about this earlier. How great would it be to have an Urban Meyer coach team go 24-0 and the last two seasons and have nothing to show for it? No Big Ten championship <laughs> or national title. That would be great. That's, that's a world Michigan that I State want job. to live in. Yeah, and it's our defense. I mean, you guys mentioned we make teams look bad. Michigan, we beat 29-6. to and I mean, they they really had nothing. We were coming at Devin Gardner. We were coming that's at what them you do. in waves. I mean, it was like three triangle, three vectors shooting at them. And that's what I expect to see this time. It's like we just and we adjust so well. So I'm I'm really expecting us to to show them something that they don't know how to deal with. It's not something you can practice against. Yeah. Dark was Denard is going to be what I think is a first round draft pick. Absolutely. I mean, we and Shalee Calhoun was got the awards. We got all the Big Ten. You know, six guys and the, the coaches voted first team All Big Ten. This is a special special team that we're watching and I think it's great because we're going to be part the three of us had such a lucky time to be part of walk the line this season for the first you know season Absolutely. one because we this is a dream scenario first we went seven and one then we beat Michigan now we're 11 and one I mean my goodness so I mean I, and Ryan give me your thoughts on the season now that we're getting to this I mean is this better than you could have imagined oh it's far better than I could have imagined 11 and one is that's pretty impressive and we are like you mentioned we're lucky to be here and part of that because there's not a lot of schools out there that Kids are watching 11-1 football teams yeah. week in and week out. And people, I mean, football is kind of a game where you say, oh, look what we did to screw up. I mean, poor Alabama, right? Well, yeah. three three out of four touchdowns. Uh, it's so easy to screw up. Yes, <laughs> they, like, they miss field goals. They do that one play. And now they're looking at themselves going, oh, we feel <laughs> horrible at 11-1 because look at it. But we can appreciate it. After last season, I mean, just. And to jump in, mm -hmm. D'Antonio, he gets a lot of, um, you know, he, he takes some heat for his offensive mindset yeah that dude has some plays up his sleeve he always does and we're gonna see him saturday mm -hmm. and we always bring some excitement and with the score the another reason i like the higher score mm -hmm. is the x factor for us is can we turn three points into seven points like you mentioned dan and how many defensive touchdowns do we have do we get one two three you know it's it just i know it totally depends on shalik calhoun really i mean yep and and that's why i, I mean i it would be great to think that we can get touch on touch on, but that's why I said I'm expecting five field goals for and you us. Take, with you take say, points, you take, take what goals, you can get, definitely. and let our defense. Because we have made mistakes in the past where Cook has thrown passes where he shouldn't have, leading to interceptions. Out of his five interceptions, Max, I think there were three of them that just should not have happened Absolutely. at that point in the game. So it's it's going to be a matter. He throws of, them late in games, which makes me nervous. And that's for this why one. I want to think. That's what I'm thinking of the under because really I, it's a long ball control game. Hopefully we don't give up big plays. So so Max, what you want to give us some final thoughts here before we get moving on? to the to the picks for uh, the other games this week yeah um you know going off what ryan said about the the tricks that d'antonio has i think d'antonio is in that scale of just not even just football coaches or anything like that just of, of great um like sports people where they're that greatness category where um when you know as far as his trick plays go people know he's gonna do something mm -hmm. and they try to stop it mark d'antonio they know that he's gonna do something tricky but he does it anyway with success. I mean, you look at the last time they did that trick play against Nebraska, the camera was literally on Mark D'Antonio, made that call, and he just, he'd made like, oh yeah, we're go like going for the field goal. Mm -hmm. He just said that, and somehow like, he trains his guy to like, oh, if he's looking slightly to the left, they're like, okay, that's a trick play now. So <laughs> it, was, it, it was a good bluff. You know they it's know. coming, and it still surprises you. You're like, holy. Yeah, so I mean, I just don't know how he does it, and yeah. I think the reason he gets away with that is because he's such a nonchalant guy to begin with, and he's always, he's, he's not taking a whole lot of risks, but when he does, he right. goes all out he puts his cards in and and it's just so hard to tell and 
and the, the thing that he gets he gets into my head about it where you are a scenario go oh he's gonna have to do a trick play here and then mm-hmm. he doesn't and so now you're just constantly wondering and it's like you're like losing sleep over it so i think he does a great job with that cool and i i will say this about mark d'antonio because you guys brought it up he he's going to go down his legacy is looking nice from the last few years but he really needs that big signature win because yes. urban meyer is like a legend among legends now he's the tim tebow orchestrator and he's doing this he's 24 and 0 so to defeat the grand wizard of, mm-hmm. of Big Ten SEC-ness, which Urban Meyer has some special category. That would be the big thing because he because it's looking like this is the last real BCS year before they go to the final. It's looking like Michigan State is going to have a chance for either the Rose Bowl or the Orange Bowl, no matter what, but you really want to defeat Urban Meyer. Yeah, he needs so. a BCS win. I think that will help him out a lot. Sure, for recruiting. So, okay, Ryan, you, before we say goodbye to Max, you want to add anything else in here? Michigan State's a tough team to uh, prepare for, and I think I think they got a shot to win the Big Ten. I'm excited for Saturday. All right. Well, then, for uh, for uh, Walk the Line, episode 14, we're going to say goodbye to Max King today, and then Ryan and I are going to get into other picks. So, Max, thank you very much for stopping by, and we're thank all going to enjoy the game on Saturday, I think. Thank you. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. Well, let me get the door for you, and then I will talk to you later. All right, cool. Well, I, as Max departs, I just like to say, since he's not in here anymore, that uh, he's just a really good friend of mine, and I like uh, I like having him on the show. So it's nice to get a, his input, you know, every week. I do too. Michigan State is undefeated when he's here. So it's pretty true. That's good. Yeah, we're having a good. And we are very superstitious here. I do. I have to admit it. I am hyper superstitious. I've picked against Michigan State every weekend. So I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm. That's why I chose a. Ohio State. Well, I mean, the way I look at it is that the reason that I did pick Michigan State was because I'm saying they're playing with house money right now. You know what I mean? They've earned their way somewhere great. So and D'Antonio said it best. Why not Michigan State? Yeah. Why not? I yeah. mean, there's no reason this team isn't good enough now. They've proven it. Yeah, and and I think people might have misconstrued that, that said, oh, he, we should jump into the top two. No, he means why can't we just? We're one of the top teams yeah. in the in the in the nation, and we're going to show it with our defense. Yeah, and and he, does he mean they're the second best team? No, I think he understands there's mm-hmm. teams rated above them that have had a harder schedule, but he wants his boys to realize. Well, you're just as good as any one of them. You can play with anyone, yep. and that's his message. And something a coach will never admit, which I think he's saying as well, is that uh, if if they somehow can defeat our team and, and and beat our defense, then they do deserve to be top right. two because we're number one defense. So if they can do something against us, then that'll prove it. But really, I don't think they're going to beat us. Man, I, I am itching for Saturday I right now. This wait. is this is it's bad. just exciting. Like this, like I like I just said, house money. I mean, there's nothing better than knowing that you are coming out on top no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we had Michigan State, North Carolina basketball here this week, and all the talk was about football. Football, it's, it's weird. It's awesome. It's yeah. exciting because now is when it matters. You want to get to the end of the season. We're going to see with basketball too. Michigan State's going to warm up in basketball and go yep. to the tournament as a one seed, and then try to get themselves to the final four. But Michigan State football is on the cusp of their first BCS, uh, the last technical year of the BCS. So it's just a good thing. It's going to end up well. I have a really good feeling. So okay, now Ryan, let's get into Week 15 of NCAA football the first game that i'd like to talk to talk to you about is the sec championship game missouri tigers versus auburn tigers so it's tigers tigers and it's going to be in the georgia dome auburn is minus two and it's 58 and a half in the over under so give me your thoughts on this game we're going to call this the turnaround bowl these are the two teams with the biggest turnaround from last year you know, Auburn was 3-9. and nine. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the year, if you would have told anyone that the SEC championship game would be Mizzou-Auburn, 
Yeah, man, both, they both would, teams. They one would look and at seven, you funny. One and seven each last year in the SEC, and this year, opposite, seven and one. Both so teams. They flipped we, it. We kind of mentioned earlier. Both of these teams have really flown under the radar. So yep. we'll see how they respond. Now they're in the spotlight. They're the the last two SEC teams remaining. Yeah, and I mean, it's Auburn's really looking like what you could say team of destiny. I mean, we were talking about that with Michigan State last week and and things. And you know, it's just it's like. Auburn, after that ending with the two touchdowns in the last final minutes, I mean, to defeat Nick Saban and and Alabama. They're riding high. Yeah, so, I mean, I know where I'm going to go with this pick, so what are you thinking about this game? Championship games are all about (laughs) controlling the pace and playing your game, and Auburn has had four different guys with 100-yard rushing games this season, which is the most in the nation, so they have a lot of guys they trust with the ball. They're just going to, I think they're just going to pound it and really control the pace. Now, just I say they run it, but I don't think it's going to be low scoring. I do think it'll get up there. I do like Auburn to win and cover. Um, you know, Auburn has scored at least 30 points in eight straight games this year. So wow. they're, they're going to get up there and try and score some points. Mm-hmm. I like Auburn to win this one 38-34. 38-34. Okay, that's even higher than I expected you to go. So mm-hmm. can we put this? Okay, so I think it's, Auburn's going to get into the to the 30s, just like you said. I think they're going to cover, just like you said. But I'm going to keep the game at 56. I'm going to go 35-21 uh, for for uh, uh, Auburn in this one. I just think that this is their year. They're not traveling. I mean, the distance between Alabama and Georgia is a lot closer. They're going to have so many more fans there yeah. in the Georgia Dome. So. They do not want Mizzou to come in and steal. I think if they would see it as stealing an SEC championship in just their second year. This is second or third year in the conference. Missouri's going to be their their third year in the conference, I think. Yeah. yeah either way. No, second year, because Johnny Manziel and Texas A&M were second year too. Auburn is an <laughs> SEC team, and they're saying, uh-uh, you, you ain't coming in this conference and taking the championship so yeah and i mean i think this is a safe pick just because the proximity of the game i mean we're talking this is a south eastern conference game in the south with a southern team gonna win missouri is a midwest team that just so happens to be in the sec east i mean it's just strange it's just funny the team that's east of them is in the west don't get whatever and they were even in the big 12 and they haven't won a conference championship since 69 when they tied with nebraska that's so funny. you know what i mean they just I, I don't think they're ready. Great year for yeah, Missouri, great year. but commendable. Auburn, I think they have a little bit of a pride factor, even for the rest of the SEC. I think they have the SEC behind them going, uh-uh. Well, they've always lived under the shadow of Paul Bear Bryant. You know, it wasn't until Bo Jackson came in about 84 that Auburn finally had a horse to go to mm-hmm. to just rock Alabama. And they were even saying, you know, they didn't start playing road games in Auburn until like 1989. Wow. So it was really a big advantage. I mean, even just, it's always been Alabama, Alabama. So now Gus Malzahn comes in as a new coach and look at this turnaround and he's just, he's making himself the new face, you know I mean? So this is great. They were the cleanup crew on Monday after the big game. So they found remains like ash remains from an urn on the field. You know, people are just so happy with where Auburn is at right now. They They can die. Okay, so let's move on to another conference championship game. But this one is not a neutral site game, which is going to be uh, – you'll see it. It'll show you the in the line. It's Stanford, who is – a lot of people are picking as the best team in the Pac-12. Well, guess what? Because our Arizona State is a 10-2 team and went 8-1 and in conference or 7-1 and or what it was, Arizona State gets to host the game in Tempe or yeah in Tempe yeah. and it's so Arizona State is minus three at home against Stanford and the over under is 56 and all, Arizona State can put up points at home so this is going to be interesting because Stanford's a ball control game uh, team and I just Arizona wants to get 60 points on the board so in the Pac-12 is it just whoever 
is the leading team gets to host or yep. is it, does it does it switch? Well, they have a rule. I looked at the website yesterday because I was looking, but it turns out that Stanford has two conference losses this season. Right. And one to USC and, and one to Utah. Yeah. And, and Arizona State only has one loss. So the that's just how it breaks down. If they okay. would have played head-to-head, which they – I don't they know. They did. Did they? they did, Stanford yeah. won the game. 42 – I have it written down here. 42-28, Stanford won, and that was in – In Palo Alto. Yeah. So this is a different story. So I'm going to pick first on this. This one, I I'm, I think it's going to be a shocker. I think that Arizona State's going to do it at home. I mean, there's nothing like home cooking. Is that a shocker, though? I mean, I was looking at numbers. I think a lot of signs point towards Arizona State. I guess I, I, I'm commenting on what Jerry Palm says in his uh, bowl projections and ESPN. I mean, really, everybody has it penciled in for Stanford in the okay. Rose Bowl, and I think it's Arizona State. I mean, you have a home crowd. You, Todd Graham is, like, getting, you know, all this like you know west coast love and and he's getting bonuses galore i mean it's going to be and they just roughed up arizona last week so they got it going on at home this 56 it's going to get i think it's going to go over it's I mean, going over because arizona state just going to play quick at home and and the crowd's going to be frenzied I, I mean like sure stanford might go in and dominate the game but they won 27 20 against notre dame last week it wasn't the most impressive of victories so i'm going to say arizona state puts up 37 points wow and, yep 37 points, and Stanford gets 27 points. So I'm going to go with a total of 64 there. So I'm going to say 37-27 Arizona State goes to the Rose Bowl. And I haven't even really been looking at too much of the projections, so Mm -hmm. I guess I didn't realize that a lot of people had Stanford penciled in, but I just had a gut feeling about Stanford winning, and I was looking up some numbers this week. Mm -hmm. Everything I looked up was like, man, I should probably pick Arizona State. Stanford, both their losses came on the road this year. The Utah one was a head shaker. They haven't been scoring points as much lately. And like you mentioned, Arizona State, they do. They like to get up and down and score some points. But Stanford's won its last nine games against top 25 opponents. And I do think experience matters. I think a lot okay. of these kids on the team are four-year starters. Yeah, They're, they're used to playing in big games. And That's true. The only thing that keeps me kind of held back is it's it's a it is a road it's game. It's a road game. It's a mean road the Pac-12 game. The Pac-12 will say, "Oh, it'll be 50-50." It is not going to no. be a 50-50 crowd. Nope. The energy there will be pro Arizona State, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my gut. I'm okay. gonna go Stanford 31-28. Wow. Okay. That's a that's a gutsy call. And I mean, I like it. You have them that you have them covering the three and win the money line. Yep. So that's I mean, Arizona State's only scored under 30 points once this year, mm-hmm. and that was their loss. So they're gonna they're gonna get up and score. Yeah, and I, I mean, I might be – I'm thinking that the 10 points, if Arizona State's going to win the game, maybe it's a game they blow them out. So, but I do – I definitely – I'm going to stick with my Arizona State minus three since it's home. So we'll, we'll right. butt heads on this one. That's okay. perfect. I have a couple of games listed, but I just want to get into one more and then we'll move to NFL. Cool. It's the ACC championship game, and it's a very lopsided game. Now, this game is a neutral site. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we know that Duke is very close to there, but we have an unstoppable force It now. doesn't matter, yeah. Famous <laughs> Jameis, he's cleared of all charges. He's going forward. The team is looking good. And so it's Florida State minus 29, which is what it was yesterday before the, the, the news conference today. So it's not like the, the, the news of, of Winston's no, not getting charged changed the line. So it's minus 29, the over-under 62.5. And I'm just going to just quickly come out and say Florida State kicks the crap out of them. The final score is going to be 55-10. to 10. It's going over. Florida State can't be stopped. The only reason it's not 56-10 is because they just threw the ball backwards on a, on a missed extra point. So I'm going 55-10 Florida State. They whoops them and start Duke ten and two. Great year. Have fun being ten and three. Going to a bowl game. Great year. Great year for the Duke program and the commercial they've been showing this year is Does Duke have football? Yeah, Duke <laughs> has football because that's what people say that's when they're funny. You're like Florida State's playing Duke and they 
ACC championship. <laughs> of what? Yeah, Duke. <laughs> and yeah, is this football or what are we talking about? So yeah. I, I do like Florida State to come out. And I was thinking in my head, I was kind of going through some scores. Uh-huh. And just short of what you were thinking, just a complete annihilation. Like I was even thinking, I have 41 14 written yeah. out in front of me. And I'm like, man. And then I looked down, and that's not even 29. And that is... They, yeah, 27 four, there, yeah. Yeah, 41-14 is... Would uh, be a big win. That is a huge win. And I, so I do... I'll take I'll take the Dukies plus wow. 29. Okay, Duke, so you're going to stick with the 41-14? I'm, yeah, I'm going to stay 41-14 because okay. like, when I first see that number, I'm like, man, Florida State is going to just kill them. All and right. that is killing them, but that, that ain't 30, I can tell you that. Well, Florida State wants to make a definitive statement to me that they are number one, which they are in the BCS, and they want to play in that game, whether it's Auburn or Ohio State that they play, or or maybe if Alabama gets in there somehow, if, if Auburn loses and Ohio State loses. But uh, Florida State's looking like uh, you guys could enjoy your BCS championship game. So And, and it's been a really commendable year. I think Winston's going to win the Heisman Trophy yep, now. I do too. I mean, he's just a solid performer. That's just a great team, though. Aside from Their Winston, they, just, they do else. so many things. Yeah. So, okay, well, that wraps up NCAA. There was only four games, but those are some really good four games to, to watch. You know, there's a couple big 12 matchups, but I don't... They're not championship games. Like it's them. championship weekend. Exactly. Okay, so then let's wrap up with just a couple picks. We'll do four of the four games here in the NFL. Okay. Uh, the first, good to me. So this is NFL Week 14. These games are going to be December 8th, 2013. The first game is a 4 p.m. game. It's Seattle Seahawks going into San Francisco. Is that line right in front of me? It's correct. I just double-checked it. San Francisco is favored at home, minus 2.5, so not... Not quite the home field three points that the NFL gives. Over-under is very low. It's 41. And Seattle just clinched a playoff spot in their 11-1 in the season. San Francisco's coming off a victory. So it's it's one of these games where this is going to determine a lot because these two teams, are in my mind, are the teams that are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. One of these two teams. So I'm going to let Ryan go first on what you think about this one. I'm thinking San Fran is not ready to take on this Seattle team. They've wow. been so up and down. I'm going to get their schedule up real quick. I just... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Seattle is, they just seem like the team to beat this they, year. They and definitely do. Even more so than Denver. They've just been so impressive. And last week, yeah, that's a good New Orleans team. And I know they're at home. But, man, I, I just don't think San Francisco is as impressive as they were last year. I like Seattle to win this game by quite a bit. I'm going to go, let's see here, 27-13. 27-13. So yeah. you're keeping it under. For yeah, that, and that'll keep it under. You, so you're taking Seattle to win by two touchdowns on the road. Yep. Wow. Okay. See, I'm torn here because in my mind, I'm thinking that this is a is this one's going to be San Francisco. I'm going to go with my gut on this one. I hear what you're saying. But oh, okay, go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah. No, would you like to? No, comment? no, no, no. You go. Well, I I would like to say. I mean, I'm just it's it just it's showing me that San Francisco is going to turn on the Jets here at the end. And I'm not talking about the New York Jets because they stink. <laughs> okay, they got beat 23-3 at home by Miami last week, so the Jets are done. But San Francisco's picking it up. And who did San Francisco beat? They beat Washington on Monday Night Football two weeks ago. Because we watched that game. And then um, now for some reason. They beat the Rams 23-13. And and see, the thing was, it was 23-6 going into the final drive in the Rams. So they covered easily. Now this one, I just think that San Francisco is going to keep it low. So I definitely agree with you on the under. I'm going to say that San Francisco wins this game. I'm going to say... 21 to uh, 16 on this one. So I'm going to go 21 16 San Fran in this one. Just to kind of get a little more in mm-hmm. depth, um, mm-hmm. the reason I have Seattle winning by yeah. so much is sure. now that I have their schedule. Because when I when I do think of San Fran this year, when they lose, they just don't score. They have okay. games where their offense doesn't forgets to show up. Mm-hmm. When they played Seattle earlier this year, they had they lost 29 yeah. three. Then they lost at home against the Colts 27 seven. 
and then they lost at home again versus the Panthers 10 to 9. Yeah. So they just have games where their offense doesn't show up. And this is a pretty good Seattle defense. Definitely. And it was week two or week three when they played last time, but Kaepernick was 13 of 28, only at 127 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. So I think the Seattle defense does have his number, and that, that's the reason I like them to go in and get a win on the road. Okay. Well, so Ryan says 27-13 Seattle. I say 21-16 San Francisco. So we'll see what happens with that one, but it's a that's a big game. Okay, since, like I always say, we're in the state of Michigan. We're here at Impact 89FM, WDBM, 88.9 Michigan State University, Impact Sports. All right, I got it all in there. I'm Dan Cryer. This is Ryan Smith. I'm Ryan. Okay, we're going to talk about Detroit Lions, who lead the NFC North and the Philadelphia Eagles, who lead the NFC East, with both with a record of seven and five. Phillies getting it was three, but it moved today to two and a half. So Phillies minus two and a half. It's a one p.m. game. Overners fifty four. So right away, I'm saying, wow, the Lions had an impressive win against a very, very, very poorly quarterbacked Green Bay team. Philly is on a roll with Nick Foles. This guy, I mean, he, he's just looking confident. So because of Nick Foles, because it's a hot team. I'm saying Philly covers. This 54 is tough to me. So it's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. Especially an outdoor game. Now we're getting into December. He makes Philly. a good point. He, he makes never a know. good point. So I'm going to say that Philly wins another three-point game. I'm going to say it stays under. So I'm going to just do the 27-24 right now and just say Philly covers in a game that goes to 51. I'm going with the dogs. And by the dogs, I mean the Lions. So I'm going Lions 26-21. Wow. Now explain that one to me. I, I don't know how it will happen, but it's going to be 26-21. I mean, it's interesting because Detroit, like I said, the Thanksgiving game, it was it was a game where they can feel good about, but now they're back outside. I mean, they, they seem like a team that's going to limp their way to the N- NFC yeah. North and get a playoff berth. I just like that game to be goofy. I've seen Stafford mm-hmm. throw off his back foot, and I know Foles has been hot, but there's still a learning process that comes with being an NFL quarterback, and he just hasn't had the... The consistent starts, you know, he hasn't. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what his most consecutive starts in a row is, but yeah. I I like him to kind of fall back okay. into something. The Lions' defense isn't very good, but yeah. maybe we get some snow and some wind yeah. in Philly this weekend. Who knows? It's, well, we both have it staying under the fifty-four, so we can agree on that one. Yep. Okay. Now we have Carolina at New Orleans, so it's inside. Carolina is a hot team. They're nine and three. New Orleans is also nine and three. So this is a, for the division, more or less. And the the over under is forty-five and a half. New Orleans is the minus three. There's your minus three. So this game is really, I mean, a determining factor. How good is Cam Newton? We've seen it because he's having that year. It's hard for me to to judge this one because New Orleans is coming off a bad loss, but they're back home. I don't think they expected to win that Monday night game. I don't know. Or, and is this, uh, this is this is a Sunday, Sunday night, night game, football. 8 p.m. So what do you think, Rye? Man, this is going to be a fun one to watch. I know. Carolina's won how many in a row? Seven? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're looking good. Man, I... My gut instinct says to go New Orleans. They're going to win at home. They're in the dome. Yeah, Drew Brees is—he's been in that division. It's all his. But man, I, I kind of want to ride this Carolina team now. I'm, I'm back and forth. So wow, it is a tough. This one's a very. I'm, I'm going to let you convince me sure. one way or another here. I, it's going to be the fact that New Orleans is at home. It, okay. It's not like the Carolinas get it rattled, but New Orleans is just a great team at home at night. It's kind of the way Seattle wins those night mm-hmm. games. So I'm going to say that, that that New Orleans does pick up the pace. They do get some some pass TDs. So this 45 and a half, it's a, it's a mid middle score, but I think Carolina's defense, just because it's a it's a game where they can get behind, it's I'm going to say the game's going to go over. I'm going to say that New Orleans wins the game, 28 to 21. So yeah. I'm going to go for for over and 20. I do 21. I do like the over. I agree with you there. Just 
Carolina has the good defense, but if they get down, then they have to come back. It's, you mentioned to me earlier this year, when a team gives up big early, yeah. that's always good for the over. Cause the yeah, team's of course, like, which is what I wanted last week with uh, Seattle, but then they shut it off. Mm-hmm. New Orleans just sh- closed it up. Because that week. that got too big. It wasn't a Den- it wasn't a Denver comeback right. they had in them. They so. just said, eh. Yeah, I'll go Carolina. We'll go 26-20. For the Carolina winning? No, New Orleans. New Orleans. Sorry, sorry. Okay. I'm, the Carolina game. I'm okay. I'm all over the no, place that's okay. right now. That's all right. I this, just wanted to make sure. This game is just so, man, it's going to be fun to watch. Well, you got we'll, it right we'll, up on the we'll over. S- yeah, we'll see if Cam Newton uh, can show up. And this will be a pretty big win for them because does that secure the – no, that wouldn't secure the division. But it Essentially, well, I mean, it'll be – it's getting in there. I mean, this is going to be – if Carolina can pull this off, it'll be good. But if New Orleans wins this, then – Yeah, but, I mean, they still have another game against New Orleans. So they have right. New Orleans this week, Jets, New Orleans, and then the terrible Atlanta Falcons. So yeah. I'm going to go Saints All to right. win that one. So I'm going to stick with the theme of a four. We're going to do a fourth NFL game. Which one would you like to pick off the list? Let's, we got do, three. Your, let's do your Let's Chiefs. do the Chiefs. Okay. Kansas City is minus three going to RG three and thirteen Washington, <laughs> and it's going to stay that way. They're three and nine, so um, I, you know Kansas City just worries me. So I'm going to go with m- my gut here. The over under is forty five. Kansas City just worries me. They're, they're, they, I've seen this folding up before. They're, they dropped that game against San Diego that they shouldn't have. They just really weren't. They're not on par with Denver. And now they're going to the game that they really, frankly, should win. But Washington's still going to hold on. They have pride because Washington really wants to prove that they can win a game. So I'm going to say I don't now, think they can win a game uh, is the problem. I'm just going to say, yeah. It, so I know where Ryan's going with this one. I'm going to say, and I'm, I'm just saying, poor Kansas City, man. It's always so close yet so far. So here's a game, another one where they should have won, but they didn't. They give up a mistake at the end. I'm going to say the game stays under. I'm going to say Washington wins this nasty, muddy mess. It's going to be 20-6 to 16, Washington. I'm going 24-20, the Chiefs. I do like the under in this one. 24-20? 24-20, Jamal Charles. He's going to help me uh, get to the championship of my fantasy league. And Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I you know I like... I'd like to see the Chiefs do it, but like I said, there's just something in my heart that says, man, it's going to start happening. And they're not going to end the season 9 and 7 after starting 9 and 0, but they might be a 10 and 6 or an 11 and 5 at best. Which is so. pretty dang good. They were 4 we'll and see. 12 last year. I, I mean. know, which is true. I just I, I feel like they're on the wrong side of momentum, so we'll but, see. And you said that earlier, but they do, I think something good for them is they will get a wild card game against an 8-8 eight and eight team. I mean, the yeah. AFC, is, yep. there's not a lot of depth there. They're, they're going to get the Chargers or yeah. the Titans or it's true. something like that. They might even get the Raiders. Who knows at this point? I, but, I bet you it's going to... I'm, so, I'm going to think it's the Chargers, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe they can use that wild card game to get some momentum and who go, knows? go shock someone. But not, you're right. The NFL has just been so screwy this year. It's been crazy. Yeah. For me, it's just been impossible. But to fun pick. to watch, still fun. You know, it's like it, it's good. I, I'm feeling like I'm getting a better grasp on it. I mean, I went four for five last week, and I, I, I'm feeling I good. I still have no idea. That's funny. So cool. Well, that wraps up episode 14. I'm happy to be speaking to a microphone. Do you like speaking to microphones? This is nice. It feels a lot better. I can tell. Yeah, you know. So uh, that was good. Like I'm happy to be back here at Impact Sports. I'm happy uh, to be out, off episode i won't even say it we're on to episode 14 we can't ever look back so we're doing good I'm, I'm having a good time we have one more week left in the semester here so everything's i'm i'm just feeling good i know the weather's gonna get cold but i'm, I'm feeling i'm feeling warm and toasty inside <laughs> all so, right yeah man so ryan why don't you say goodbye and then i will play us out of here goodbye everyone enjoy your weekend of great college football games at home as i know dan and i will be doing so here yeah i mean go green we feel we feel really confident and michigan state is maybe going to do something historic i mean i think 
think that when we talk next Thursday here and walk the line, we're going to be... We could be some happy boys. We're going to be happy. I mean, it, it, it's a good time to be here on campus. and It's really fun to have a good football team where you go to school because it just makes you feel good. So for uh, Ryan Smith, my name is Dan Cryer. I'm going to scoot the mic over with a squeak like I do. And I will see everybody next week. So here I go. Dan and Ryan, you just listened to episode 14 of Walk the Line. And everybody, Ryan, you want to say it with me? Peace! Peace. All right, everybody, take care. We'll see you next week.